Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or so minutes long, but that gets us into God's Word. It keeps us in God's Word, and that helps our faith stay strong and even grow stronger because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We always encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can every day because you know people in your life who need to turn their lives around and come to God. They need to grow in their faith. They need to think about their soul's salvation. Share through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them. But also, it will be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're talking about the one who does not want us to share God's word with anybody, and that's the devil. As we said, there are many people who have gone so far as to completely discount the existence and reality of the devil. There are others who would like to be able to do that. And so even though they still have that nagging belief in the back of their mind, they try to push that belief back as far as they can and just not think about the devil being real. Well, not thinking about the reality of the devil does not make him not real. Disbelieving in him altogether does not change the fact that he is there and he is real and he is our deadliest enemy fantasizing that somehow by disbelieving we can make him not exist (laughs) does not meet the realm of reality. It's not true. Again, there have been a whole lot of people who have disbelieved in a whole lot of truthful things and only come to see it to their unfortunate, unfortunate uh, results or, or effects farther down the road. How many people have just disbelieved that if they would do something, it would cause them harm, and so they did it? It caused them harm. We could think about drug addicts. We could think about alcoholics. We could think about people who think they can get away with all kinds of crime, theft, and so on, and think that they can escape any any kind of consequences, but ultimately they suffer those consequences, don't they? Because truth is truth, whether anybody believes it or not. Reality is real, whether anybody wants to accept it or not. Well, the devil is real. The Bible speaks of him through the name Satan 55 times, 19 times in the Old Testament, 36 times in the New Testament. By the identification the devil 59 times, all in the New Testament. Jesus spoke of the reality of the devil, his existence, his being, numerous times during his time on this earth, bringing the gospel message of forgiveness and salvation as the counteracting influence of the gospel message against the devil's allurements and temptations to lead people into sin and eternal condemnation. The wages of sin is death. Well, that's what the devil wants. Romans 6 and verse 23. But the rest of that verse says, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
And that's why God sent Jesus into this world to pay the price for the guilt of our sins in his physical body as the ultimate sacrifice, dying on that cross, and thereby being our substitute through him as we come to him as the Savior and surrender to him, repenting of our sins, that is turning away from the sinfulness that the devil has led us into, that we have succumbed to through his temptations, and being baptized into Christ, buried in the waters of baptism, the blood that he shed on the cross cleanses us of the guilt of our sins, and we are reborn spiritually. We are made new spiritually. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, we are no longer guilty of all of those sins that we had taken part in, and the devil is no longer our master, but we have come to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and he has come to us as we were obedient to him. Well, we've noted that some of the characteristics of the nature of the devil are that he is a slanderer. He slanders. He leads other people to slander other people. That's part of the evil and the wickedness and the violence that we see all around us. He's also a counterfeiter. That is, he tries to make things that are false look true, things that are evil look good, and things that are good look evil. He's a counterfeiter of godliness, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 13 through 15. He's a liar, a deceiver, a murderer, John chapter 8 and verse 44. He's described as, identified as being the ruler of this world, only in that more people follow the ways, the temptations of the devil then stay faithful to God. How sad. He's even identified as the God, lowercase g, of this age. Not the true God, but the God that so many people are following through their sin, through their unrighteousness and evil. John chapter 12, verse 31. John chapter 14, verse 30. Chapter 16, verse 11. 1 John chapter 5, verse 19, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4. He is also our adversary, our adversary, the one who stands against us, our enemy, as the apostle Peter portrays him in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Peter said, be, vi- be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour seeking whom he may devour. He wants our spiritual, eternal destruction. Now, Peter goes on and warns, resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Are we going to go through some stuff in this world, in our physical lives? Are we going to have our spiritual focus our dedication to God challenged? (laughs) No doubt about it. Over and over and over again, because the devil is out there and active, and he wants to bring us down. He wants to pull us away from God. He wants to lead us into eternal condemnation. He wants us to be with him in hell. And there is nothing neat. There is nothing pretty. There is nothing cool 
about hell. And there is nothing neat and there is nothing pretty and there is nothing cool about the devil or walking with him. When we look at 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 26, the apostle Paul describes the devil as setting traps for us. Interesting, isn't it? And how often do we fall into those traps? How often do people we know fall into his traps? In 2 Timothy 2 and verse 26, we read, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. What is a snare? Well, we think about that as a trap that hunters use to catch game, sometimes small game, animals, uh, or rather rabbits, maybe squirrels, but also bigger snares to trap bigger game, such as bears, lions, tigers, uh, wolves. Now, they're traps, though. And Paul describes the devil as being a person who sets traps for us, snares, because he wants to trap us. And when we fall into compliance with his temptations to do wrong, to be unrighteous, and you can name all kinds of different sinful practices that he tries to lure us into through his temptations— well, then we're, we've, we've fallen into the trap. We've become the game. His bait, the temptations to sin, has taken us in. We took the bait. We're on the hook, so to speak. How sad that we don't always recognize the danger, but how sad also that so often we so willingly comply with the temptation. Hmm. Again, how sad. We need to always be on guard because the devil is real. In Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 11, the apostle Paul wrote this, put on the whole armor of God. Why? He's talking about spiritual armor here that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We need that spiritual armor. We need to be walking with God. We need to be living by his teachings because they will protect us against the temptations of the devil. How do you recognize error? How do you recognize danger? By knowing the truth. Paul goes on in verse 12, and he says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. The devil, he exists in that spiritual realm, but his presence is one of wickedness, and he works through this physical realm of the world, through humanity. And so he can use human beings to lure us into the same kind of sinful practices that they're engaged in. And again, we need to always remember 
the wages of sin is death. Well, we're going to look at one more characteristic of the devil next time, and that is as a destroyer. Already seen, he's our gravest enemy, our adversary. He's against us. But ultimately, his goal is to lead us to destruction. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving us the way to be forgiven of our sins and to escape the eternal condemnation of their guilt in our lives. Thank you for sending your son to pay the price for our sins as he died on the cross as the perfect sacrifice, the perfect Savior. Thank you for loving us so much, Father. And help us to take that love to heart and to live in that love. Help us to be strong against the ways of the devil as he tries to bring us down and back into sin. Help us, Father, to stand strong against him. Please forgive us. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.